When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it! Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. Sorry, the American Raptors. Oof, off to a half start. Um, my name is Henry Chisholm. I just got back from Boulder. I'm actually I'm actually at the DNVR studios. I typically just do my podcast from home because it's you know it's just me and I have the equipment at home to do this type of thing. But I will say it is nice just to like sit down in a nice comfy chair with the. Uh, there's something about having like those little foamy sound pads all around you that. I mean, like, I'm sure it makes it sound better, but then also it uh, just, you feel like you got to class things up a little bit, you know? Like, I got I got to be tight. We got to get through this all fast. So, yeah, um, like I said, came back from Boulder. Uh, they had a scrimmage this morning. We were not able to see that scrimmage. So that's always disappointing, of course, and I don't quite have so many notes for you guys. I mean, I have the things that Carl told us after practice, and that's how we're going to start the show is by running through some of those. After practice, though, I did have a chance to also speak with Naeem Rodman, uh, the defensive lineman who kind of broke out last season. Jake Wiley, the tackle who uh, you know was probably left tackle last year, had this shoulder surgery, so he wound up playing right tackle because you don't want that weak arm exposed on the edge. You know that's just a bad idea when you're going up against Kayvon Thibodeau and Drake Jackson, all these guys in the Pac-12. Um, so we talked a little bit about his shoulder, we talked about some other stuff, and that's uh, that's what we'll do in the second half of the podcast, is you guys get to hear from those two for yourself. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, some, I think in general, definitely good vibes from Carl. I think you start there, right? The, the vibes seem to be good. He wasn't frustrated. It seemed like everything was going well. We actually got a text. Um, it, scrimmage, I'm not supposed to tell you what time they are, but I guess now that it's over... It's not like you're going to show up for it, but uh, it was supposed to wrap up at 12.55, and we got the text um, like 40 minutes before that, like, okay, they're, they're a little bit ahead of schedule, so probably good at this time, but, you know, maybe maybe hurry up just a little bit. Now, coming from Denver, that, that you, I was hitting the car right there, so it didn't really make a difference for me, but um, the point is... Uh, things were, things seemed like they were on track 
in terms of just like the pace of practice, getting through everything they want to do. That's kind of been a trend throughout camp. Uh, starting with the first day, I remember Carl came to us and said like, yeah, we had, we had some extra time at the end of most of these periods. Um, and you know, that's a sign of a good coaching staff that's getting through things. Players understand where they're going, not having to take extra time to go over things twice. Um, but yeah, so it did seem like a, a good clean scrimmage. Um, we didn't hear anything about any injuries that happened, so you like to hear that. Um, Carl did say that there were only nine linemen out there. Um, I'm not sure who the new injury is, but they were down to nine linemen last year in camp, and it seems like this is obviously now happening again. It's not ideal. They uh, Carl said that they managed it by having Casey Roddick and Tommy Brown trading off playing with the second unit. So, so typically those guys are your starters, but they're also getting bonus reps. And, and Carl said, like, obviously you worry about injuries and fatigue and those sorts of things, but it didn't, it didn't result in any injuries or anything like that. So you love to hear that. Um, other big takeaways. He said the running game looked pretty solid. Uh, he said Dion Smith looked really good today. Jay Lee did some things. I think, honestly, probably the biggest takeaway from talking to Carl is just how excited he is about Daniel Arias. You know, that was the first thing out of his mouth. He gets over there and he says, Daniel looks like he's going to be one of those guys for us. And, you know, it's not the first time we've heard that. But um, what, what he said was, you know, a couple years ago, before Carl was there, they had Visca. And Visca was kind of like that that number one guy on offense, that that go-to guy, the, the thing that you kind of build around, like the, the thing that the defense looks at and says, okay, how do we stop Visca? And then everything goes from there. And it kind of opens up the offense a little bit when you have somebody like that. You know, you you know that you start by saying, We're going to we're going to look to Daniel Arias. And if if he's covered, if if he's double covered, well, guess what? If he's double covered, somebody's open. And if he's covered tightly then maybe they're placing a bit of an emphasis on what he's going to be doing maybe maybe there's two zone defenders kind of peeking toward him and, and first read is hey is Daniel coming to my spot and and if not then I look to somewhere else so so it does kind of just take some of the attention away from the defense but the point is Daniel's making plays uh, he's making a lot of plays and Carl pointed out he hasn't gotten a lot of targets in the past he hasn't had a lot of opportunities and um, I guess now is probably the time to say We've heard the the Daniel Arias hype before, right? It's been a couple of years of hearing the Daniel Arias hype. At one point, even, you know, KD Nixon saying this is DK Metcalf Jr. So, I mean, high praise, and for the most part, has not lived up to it on the football field. Now, the th- thing is, he has another year of eligibility. This is, again, the, the best that he is going to look is going to be when he's out there in his final season, right? Typically, you progress forward and not backward. Um, so while I understand why there's hesitation, and I, I'm hesitant to say, like, yep, Daniel Arias, all Pac-12 on the way, um, the, that is one of the storylines that's going on. Um, and uh, there's obviously a real chance that Daniel does step up and become kind of a key piece of this offense. So um, that probably is the biggest takeaway um, I asked Carl about, I mean, basically he said last week that it was a pretty vanilla scrimmage, whereas this week when it's closed, it's not going to be so vanilla. And obviously Carl's not going to go through and say, well, what, what happened was we, we used all of our different motions. Um, all of a sudden we're, we're putting this guy in motion every play. Was, you know, whatever. Like he's not going to get into the specifics of what is different, but he did say that um, in, in broad terms, 
they they did work more on the passing game today. Uh, they they used some more of their more complex passing sorts of packages. He said that because of that, it wound up being a pretty balanced practice um, in terms of run and pass, uh, whereas the first scrimmage was a little bit run heavy. And uh, that's, again, maybe not the biggest news, but when, when we don't really know what it looks like in there, that, that gives a little bit of a hint. Um, and as, as I said before, you know, it sounded like a, a good battle between the offense and the defense, um, particularly in that running game. Um, I, I can say that they, they ran that same red zone drill that they had been running, um, which is basically offense gets six points for a touchdown, defense gets six points for a touchdown, and uh, there's some other stuff. Like, I think you get your three points for field goal. Who knows? But, but it's, it's that style of thing, um, and it was a close one. Remember the the offense came back and it was like 11-0 they were down and then all of a sudden it was 18-11 and they won. Um, Jay Lee had a, a fullback catch for a touchdown. Dion had a touchdown run and that was Wednesday's practice. So they ran the same thing, same red zone sort of stuff. And this time the defense won and the offense actually had a chance late to to come back um, and wound up being an interception. Uh, there was an an interception thrown by Brendan Lewis. Kalen Moore picked it off and. Uh, the really two storylines there. We'll we'll save talking about Kalen for just a second, um, but you don't like hearing from anybody that Brendan Lewis is throwing interceptions, um, and that's obviously bad news on that front. I will say that in terms of quarterbacks throwing interceptions, it's not quite as bad news when it's Brendan, right? Because he was so good at avoiding turnovers last year. I mean, he threw three interceptions in twelve games as a freshman. There's a lot to pick apart with his game. There are a lot of flaws. Turning the ball over is not one of them, though, and so I'm not too concerned about this other than the fact that you know, it would have been nice for you to find a completion, stay on the field, go, go, go win the scrimmage for your team, whatever. Um, I can also say that uh, Carl told us that there was pressure on, on the left side, so it's pressure that was kind of coming around that edge, probably around Jake Wiley, we can guess, uh, forced Brendan to step up in the pocket. And because of that, he just couldn't see the defender. Like, he just lost sight of what was happening in front of him. And, uh, again, that's uh, that's the, the kind of thing that will cause you to throw an interception. Um, so there's what happened there. I do – I think that – I think that Carl said it was Alvin Williams who got that pressure – um, and he did talk about Alvin Williams kind of in depth, saying, you know, he's he's been really good so far in camp. We've been really impressed with what Alvin's done. Um, he's he's getting pass rush, and remember that's one of the thing, one of the points of emphasis for CU in this camp is they want to develop that pass rush. Um, we I also heard from Naim, and you'll hear this later on too. I think he credited that pressure to Guy on the left side that forced him to step up and throw interception. So. Um, Again, I don't know who it was because I couldn't see a couple different stories there. You can trust Carl Durrell. You can trust Niam Rodman. Whatever. Point is, one of these outside linebackers, one of these edge rushers, was able to get in the backfield um, and uh, create some pressure that that helped Kalen Moore make the game-winning play. Now, Kalen Moore. This is part of a trend, isn't it? Kalen's out there making plays. It seems like every single day, um, there's there's a bunch of these young corners. And again, like when you're when you're going CU offense versus CU defense, there's there's always all these caveats, right? It's like, first of all, just oh, good play for the offense, bad play for the defense. 
which one do you do you, do you keep in mind? You know, which one stands out more? And it's like the, all the good comes with some equal bad, um, but in more like kind of nuanced way, you you think about is Kalen Moore really that good? Is he really locking down receivers and making plays? Is this what we should expect for him during the season? Or is this a sign that the passing game at CU is struggling? And honestly, I'm torn 50-50. I'm not willing to take a side here. I think it's easy to say, like, oh, it's probably the bad passing game, until you remember that the bad passing game typically was there's oftentimes open receivers. There's oftentimes open receivers but because of pressure, because of just a, a lack of an ability to make a decision from Brendan, the ball wasn't going where it needed to be. And sometimes there weren't open receivers, whatever. And but it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like there was an issue with the receivers getting open, right? And so we saw the scrimmage last week. We've heard the reports. It does seem like these corners are really clamping down and 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 the coverage is really good. I mean, it's better than the coverage we probably typically saw in games from the defenses going up against Colorado last year. Now, obviously, you also, like, you only had Levante for a couple games last year, so that's not really a loss. But you did have Dimitri Stanley out there for half the season. You had Brendan Rice out there. And so these aren't quite the same receivers. But I do think that there wasn't too much of a drop-off last year when you did put in um, the other options. So... Again, is is this these young defensive backs, whether it's Kalen Moore, Nico Reed, Josh Wiggins, all, all all those guys, like is it that these guys really are that good this early? Or is it that the offense is struggling? Is it that they're going up against receivers who couldn't get separation against most of the Pac twelve? Again, time will tell, but based on what we've heard and based on what we saw in that one scrimmage. I'm going to say it's. I'll, I'll guess that it's a 50-50 split, and I don't think I'm off by that much. Um, so there you go. I. Uh, oh, we should touch on this too. Actually, as Carlos walking over to the podium, it was. Uh, I think it was Kalen and Josh Wiggins. I think yeah, Nico was definitely there too. But they were kind of walking over to the the podium. Go. They were going like up the tunnel to the locker room, but. Um, we were headed over there. Carl was headed over the podium, obviously, because he had to talk to us. And, you know, they were, like, talking talking things up, doing that sort of thing. The corners were obviously very excited because, what, this is 10 minutes after they won this, the kind of game part of the scrimmage with that pick. Um, but Carl's asking, like, you know, who's who's going to be the next Jim Thorpe Award winner from from CU? You know, or one of you guys could be that next Jim Thorpe Award winner. And it's a... Uh, it's a lofty, but you can, and those guys are all fired up. Carl was pretty fired up by it too. Um, Jim Thorpe award go, by the way, goes to the nation's best defensive back. Um, it might, I don't think it's just cornerback. I think it's safeties as well. It might just be corners. Um, I think Brian asked like, do you think those guys know who Jim Thorpe is? Carl was like, well, they know what the award is. They, they know what the Jim Thorpe award is. I'm not sure if they know who Jim Thorpe was. No, which is crazy. Um, I did a book report on Jim Thorpe back in fourth grade. For, I wonder if it's got to exist somewhere. It's got to exist somewhere. Um, yeah, I think that those are most of the notes. Um, yeah, he said Cole Becker made his kicks today. Uh, he didn't know the average on the punts from Ashton Logan, but he thought they were somewhere in the forty-five yard area. We'll we'll hopefully get that information later on. Um. 
yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. Um, like I said, I have some audio I want to play. Uh, first from Naeem Rodman, also from Frank Phillip. Both really good conversations, and uh, that's going to be on the way. Real quick, though, Wana Optimal's Fast Asleep Gummies are the answer to all of your sleep problems. They come in 20 to 100 THC to CBD, and uh, f- what that means is like 20 parts THC, 100 parts CBD, which you guys know, you guys know how ratios work. Um, but you'll remember the THC, that's the part that gives you like the, the, what do they always say? Like psycho, the psychoactive effects, whereas the CBD is just, I mean, CBD, uh, it helps with back aches or muscle pain, whatever. Um, but the idea is that by including both of those, it, they found the blend that really does help people fall asleep. And there's actually a little bit of melatonin in there as well. Um, but it, uh, it's been studied by scientists, all those sorts of things. It's a holistic, obviously plant-based solution, tackles the root causes of sleeplessness like stress and pain and those sorts of things. It doesn't just make you drowsy like so many of those, uh, of the other sleep aids will. They also like carry over and make it tough to wake up the next morning. But the point is Juan is great. You can pick it up at Colorado's premier dispensary. That's light shade dispensary with 11 convenient Denver Metro and Aurora locations. Uh, they have a new location actually in Barnum that is now open. It's one block off of sixth and federal. It is the biggest light shade store and it's filled with specialty products not offered at other locations. They have a bunch of 420 specials at all the locations. Um, Five best-selling products. They'll all be buy one, get one for a dollar from April 20th to the 26th. Uh, they offer something for everyone from the casual consumer to the connoisseur. Lightshade has a premium selection of cannabis concentrates, top-shelf flour, edibles, tinctures, accessories, and more. And podcast listeners can get 25% off all non-sale items with the code DNVR. So definitely get into the a Lightshade location near you. Um, also, DraftKings Sportsbook. I've got some bets today. Uh, DraftKings pick of the week, I should say. Jokic over 29.5 points. It's Nikola Jokic. It's the playoffs. Jokic is going to have more than 29.5 points. It's just going to happen. He's got 30 in him easily, and uh, that's it, like minus 115 right now. Great deal. Get in on that for sure. Uh, but with DraftKings, they first of all, an official sports bank partner of the NBA there's an awesome promotion going on. All you got to do is bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly all the way through these playoffs. Um, actually, I only know it goes through the first week, which is interesting. So definitely get in on this now. Um, but you win no matter what. You don't have to get your bet right. You just get that $150 in free bets. It is a steal. So make sure that you uh, get in on that. Um, you can also make same game parlays. I also made a same game parlay today. I might as well share that because I mean, why, why not at this point? Um, but I, I actually tweaked, uh, Jokic's points just a little bit because again, like he's putting up 30 every single night in non-playoff situations. Like these last couple weeks, he was just unstoppable. Um, so for him to to go out there and just take the ball to the basket every game, like, that's what he does. And the other thing is that he's scoring through double teams at this point, too. Like, it used to be you double him, he passes it, somebody misses. And I was just like, oh, you doubled me? I don't really care. And so he scores anyway. But but the point is, I moved I moved this uh, Jokic line from 29.5 to... Uh, oh, there it is. Uh, to... I made a lot of bets today. There it is, way down here. Uh, over 31.5. Combine that with over 13.5 rebounds for Jokic. Jokic, you get two steals. Again, 
Two steals has happened every game. Over 13 and a half rebounds, just about every game. Over 31 and a half, yeah. All that you can get plus 500. Bet $10, win 50. Um, turn 10 bucks into 60, really. It's awesome stuff. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs. Get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code DNVR, D- uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports bank partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And also Sexy Pizza. Uh, sexy pizza, incredible stuff. It's hand tossed deck up and pizza, all the different toppings you could want. They make their dough from scratch every day. They have the philanthropies, which means that there's nonprofits from around Colorado that have designed their own pizzas. And if you order the pizza that they design, they get a portion of the proceeds. It's cool stuff. It's a great Colorado company. It's been in the Denver area for 13 years now. Uh, it's a, it's a staple. It's a staple around here and they have Five locations, four in Denver, Cap Hill, Old South Pearl, Jefferson Park, Park Hill, a new one in Trinidad, Colorado that just opened. All different sizes, vegan options, gluten-free options, all that stuff. Cannot go wrong with sexy pizza. Okay, back in here now. And uh, here is uh, Naeem Rodman. I don't think I need to to say much else. And Defensive tackle does his thing, uh, kind of breakout year last year. I believe he's he's a junior. I'm going to I'm going to double check this, but he is a junior. I always get confused though because that COVID year he could actually be a sophomore. But this is loading the Naeem Rodman page on the CU Buffs website. It's halfway. You'd think for a digital media company we'd have faster internet than this. Um there we go. There we go. He is a junior. Okay, I was right. But he hasn't redshirted. Okay, so he's a junior hasn't redshirted. Uh, here is what Naeem Rodman had to say after practice. Yeah. Competition. Yeah. Is it nice to be out here on the field instead of in on the practice field? Uh, when the sun's out, definitely. Okay. When the sun's out, shining on the field, yeah, it's fun. Awesome. Um, what, what do you think, just in general, your, your takeaway is between the offensive line and defensive line today? Some dogs. Yeah. I mean, we're going to go at it. And, you know, it's, it's all about who wants it more. Ain't, ain't nobody running from running from the work so that I think I feel like that's the best thing about it is that we all just want to get better sounds like uh the, they were a little bit short on offensive linemen today yeah. yeah like Casey and Tommy kind of rotating in with yeah. the twos did, did you notice those guys getting tired at all do you feel like got a little edge nah uh especially uh with them uh, Casey been putting that work in you know yeah. you, you, no one sees it behind the closed door he really been trying to work you know get that condition up and he, it showed on the field today now I'll give him that awesome um what has this offseason been like for you? Uh, it's been it's been a lot of just working on pass rush, you know, define, like just defining my technique, you know, just trying to make everything close to perfect. Everything can be perfect, but it could be close to perfect. Okay. Uh, when you go back and look at last year, you can get away from him a little bit. Uh, when you go back and look at last year, what what do you see from your own tape that you want to clean up? Uh, just uh, my pass rush ability. I want to I want to take that to another level and just. You know, I want to, you know, playing around. I want to be just be able to throw people around, just go make plays. Okay. Um, who who give you the best work in terms of offensive linemen in practice? I'm, I go at it with Casey and Tommy okay. every day. You know, I switch off. And they, yep. They both gonna be like, hey, you wanna get some money? Like, I'm always gonna get some work from either one of them, and that's good. When you're going up against the same guys every day for a month, does, does it get a little bit heated? It gets a little frustrating, yeah. Okay. They, they be learning what I do, so I got to change it up every once in a while. <laughs> that sounds like a good thing, though, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, you know, preparing me for the future, you know, different teams, different players. So I, that's going to make us really good players. Who talks the most on the offensive line? 
Talks the most? Yeah. Jake Wiley. Oh, okay. I can see that one. I can definitely see that one. But Jake, Jake a dog, though. What about on the defensive side? Defensive side? Uh, we not. I wouldn't say we really much talkers. Okay. We, we, we just about that action. Okay. I like it. Um, Now that you have kind of gotten into a rhythm, I guess Terrence isn't out there right now, but, but you and Terrence and Jalen, it's, it's been a couple of years, it seems like. like you, do, you, do you feel like you have a bit of chemistry with those guys? Oh, uh, you know, Terrence, Jalen, Janine, Justin. Yeah. Man, that group, that group, this group is going to be something special, I feel like. Yeah. What do you think the strength of your group is? Uh, strength? I think it's, it's our mentality. Okay. You know, we just we come to work every day, and we, we want to hit. <laughs> we want to yeah. hit <laughs> um, You have... You've gone through a couple of defensive line coaches, including like a couple just this off season. What's yeah. what's that process like? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say it's anything different. I know it's just business, but you know, I feel like we, we we've landed on a really good coach, and yeah. you know, it, it, it just he he's made the room really really good. And I feel like it's gonna carry into the season. What what does he do that kind of stands out to you? Uh, like I told uh, Mark, he brings that energy, and you know, he just he's very, he has very good attention to detail. And, you know, and like he just focus, like he he will focus on one thing to get better at that one day, and you know, huh. so that that's really good for him. Can you, can you guys give an example of what one of those things would be? So uh, a lot of times, so you know, like certain pass rush moves, you know, we okay. work like a stab stab comp like stabs. We work stabs, yeah. you know, different moves to finish off against, and we work that. We work that a lot. Okay, and, and we're gonna be good better at that. Does is there like? feedback on the sideline dur- during pra- practice like you, you can you see what's going on and then tell you guys yeah, yeah like well, you know like what he tells us is go when you're on the field you come back and tell me what you get so we you know like we can get together and think of something you know what I'm saying? so we can come back out there and dominate okay um there's turnover on the defense as well obviously there's nate and carson but then there's the transfers as well how does that kind of change the the, the environment in, in that locker room uh uh, for them, for them, you know, the, the change, it, I don't know much of the change, it's just, they really, you know, I don't really know. Okay, okay. <laughs> What's it like having those young DVs out there? Because it sounds like they're making a lot of plays. I mean, last play today was, was a pick. My boys going to be like that. Yeah? They, they like that. <laughs> kind of small though, right? Nah, they, they going to, they don't even, don't even look at the size. They going to come and hit, they going to do everything any other DB can. Nico and, uh... Kyle, they, they dog. Okay. Um, okay, a couple more real quick. Uh, today, biggest standout on offense. Who'd you give it to? Uh, I give it to uh, I give it to Dion. Okay. Dion, Jay Lee. Okay. They've been running that rock. Yeah, that's that's kind of like an indictment of you guys a little bit, right? Oh, uh, it's disrespectful, but man, he, <laughs> Dion C, they Dion C, yeah, he you know he gonna go out the other way. <laughs> When when you compare this offense, like the running game in general versus the last year's running game that you saw in practice, does, does it feel like there's a difference? Yeah, I feel I feel like it's just more it's more violent. Like that that run game, they bring huh. they bring more violence to the run game. I believe that with Jay Lee. Yeah. Especially with Jay, Jay Lee, Jay yeah. Lee gonna run. <laughs> yeah. Have, have, have you had any like one on one hits? I mean, on the interior, it's kind of jammed up, but it seems like Jay Lee in space can be kind of tough to bring down. Uh, I mean, I've, I've had one on one hits, you know, since before because I've been going against them for like about almost three, three, two years now. So this ain't nothing new. I got one against Dion last week. He he came he came and bought it. Okay. He bought it. You know, Dion ain't scared, so I give okay. him that. Um, defensively, who are the standouts today? Defensively, uh, Guy Thomas. Alvin Williams, and you know, I'm gonna, shout, I'm gonna just shout out all my D linemen, uh, okay. Jalen, Janaz, Justin, 
my my young boys, Brian, Mace, okay. Allen, they all you know all working. Do you remember any sacks? Sacks? Uh, God got the cost that interception. I believe that. I believe that. Okay. Awesome. I think that's all I got for you. Appreciate it, man. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Good stuff there from Naim. Uh he uh he's one of the better football players. He's he's going to be an important part of this defense. Um, you also now have uh, Frank Phillip. Uh, he, I think we talked about all this coming off the shoulder surgery. Felt a little banged up last year. Smart guy. Um, here's 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 what's up with uh, Frank Phillip. I think we made a lot of strides today. Okay. We're able to see our potential. Okay. What's it like just having the new offensive line coach, new group in there? Does it feel better? I mean, I've done it so many times at this point, but yeah. we really we really like Coach Van. I'm really glad he's here. How, okay. How's your shoulder? It's all, it's all better. Does, does it feel like it was bothering you at all last season? Yeah, a little bit, mm -hmm. a little bit. But I, you know, I've been doing rehab since then and just getting it strengthened up, and I feel really good now. Yeah. Well. Okay. Uh, we heard that Casey and Tommy were working a little bit with the second group just because you're short on bodies. Mm -hmm. did, when you're playing with them, when they're out there kind of playing double reps, did, do you notice it all? A little bit tired? Mm, maybe in the huddle, but when like, but when we're on okay. the line, like they're. Like you wouldn't even think. They're just ready to go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the running game today? I think I think the running game looks pretty good today. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be tough not having Alex and I mean Jarek's out of here. Other our, backs our, coming in over the summer. Our running back room is just so deep. Like, yeah. It's, it's every single guy we put out there can, can play. You know, it's yeah. Really, it's really it's a really nice feeling. You know, you know, that no matter who's back there, they can run. Totally. Um, it's gotta be kind of nice having Jaylee back there in particular, like just the, the physicality that comes with that. Yeah, kind of yeah. set the tone a little bit. Like a little bit different running style than the other guy. Yeah, yeah, it's really fun to watch. Fun to block for. Okay, um, do you, do you feel like you guys are communicating better this year, just just up front in terms of like stunts, blitzes, those sorts of things, figuring out where you need to go and who has who? Yeah, I think the communication is a lot more uh, easier to follow, more laid out than okay. it was. Um, they the defense is kind of slow to do blitzes and all that in okay. spring ball they kind of they don't do them right away so i haven't we haven't had too much experience with that yet okay but we should be seeing a lot more of that this upcoming week what have you seen from the defensive line so far what have i seen from yeah i, I come off the ball i can finish right okay <laughs> okay but yeah. the experienced group a lot of veterans i guess you know yeah. parents out there right now but yeah. it should be some good work you guys are getting in right yeah it seems like every d lineman except for chance i've been going against for years at this point yeah so. Yeah, what, what, what does that change? Like, obviously, you get kind of used to the, the moves that they have, the counters, that sort of stuff. Oh, they, get, they get better the same way we get better. I wouldn't okay. say, so there's, you know, they'll have new moves in every spring, every fall. Like, they'll okay. come up with new stuff, so. It's got to be kind of tough going up against, not maybe not tough, but, but when it's the same group every single day for, for a month. Like, yeah. it's kind of get heated, I'd imagine. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just part of the game. It's not, yeah. none, of it, none of it's really that serious. Yeah. Carl brought up, like, there was some pushing a couple of days ago, and he was like, I know that I probably shouldn't like it, but there's a part of me that's just like, it's football, yeah, like, it's you, you gotta get excited, like, like, it's a good yeah. competition, like... It just means everybody's into it, you Exactly. Know? It's not, like, it's not malicious, it's just... No, it's it's, how, it's what happens. Yeah. It's football. It's contact sport. Totally. Yeah. Um, what, what's Tommy like? Oh, we like Tommy. He's, yeah? He's really funny. He's, he's a good good guy, great fit for the O-line room. Okay. I'm glad he's here. Yeah, it seems like it... it did you, uh, you you see like the the pictures, the the underwear pictures, whatever that deal is? <laughs> the shine seat, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was I was actually with him. I think when he got that text about doing the wow. the things, that was that was funny. You have any nil deals? No, no, okay. that's not. I don't. I'm not really active on social media, so it's, okay. I don't really... Yeah, makes sense. Um, standouts from today? 
For first on defense, who who makes defense, noise? Defense will stand out. I think Naeem had a pretty good day okay. as far as defensive line. Um, obviously, they're they probably missing Terrence out there. Yeah. Um, guy had some good rushes. Okay. Um, but offensively, I want to talk about Jack Hester. He had a hell of a oh, day yeah. today. He's come up a lot. Yeah. That's that's again. Like, I, was, like, I was like, I didn't know he was that fast when I saw him <laughs> oh. break away on that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, because I mean, I guess when you have, first of all, a couple transfers, but then from there, just a bunch of guys who aren't back from surgery, that sort of stuff. Yeah. We have heard a lot about Hysteria, which is not, not what I expected at all. Just yeah. what what makes him so good? Like, seems like a slot type receiver. He's just really quick, really good change of directions, and he's got good vision. Like he's okay. very easy, good awareness of what's around him. Okay, like like the awareness show in the, in getting open, like finding space, or is that more so with the ball in his hands, he's able to get by guys. I'm I don't usually see him until he catches the ball because I'm blocking somebody. <laughs> a but a little busy. But like, but he always like if there's somebody coming behind him, he always seems to know that they're there. Okay. Know? Like he's just got that. Okay. That sixth sense. I like it. Um. Okay. Last one for you personally. Anything in particular that that you're working on for the season, or any real goals for the off season? I mean, every day I have goals for something I want to okay. improve in my technique and my play. So I'd say it's, it's more like little goals every day. Okay. But obviously the main goal is the Pac-12 championship, you yep. know, the all-Pac-12 uh, or all-conference tackle. Like, those, awesome. are the, those are the goals that have been happening. Actually, I do have one more. Um, okay. it's, uh, you have some different types of quarterbacks back there. I guess mm-hmm. JT not getting too much live work. But, but what changes for you as a tackle when you have somebody like Brendan who's mobile, who can move around, who might leave the pocket, and you don't necessarily know where he's going to be, versus a guy like JT who's maybe not straight up drop back and going to sit there like a statue, but less likely to move around. Right. I, I guess it's just kind of as a tackle being on the edge, you kind of have to have an awareness of kind of their their patterns and how they move. Like, I know yeah. Bilu is going to roll to the right. He's he going to come out to my side. Yep. So I could be aware of that, whereas JT is more going to stay in the pocket a little bit more. Um, those are the guys you get the most work with, so I can't speak too much on the other guys. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. Appreciate it, man. All right. That's going to do it for today. Um, I will be back on Monday. Um, practice Monday night. We're actually going to hear from Mike Sanford and Chris Wilson for the first time during spring camp. Uh, curious to hear what they have to say about all of this. Uh, I'll have a couple players as well. No, no, no players on Mondays. No players on Mondays. So just those two. I'll have a bunch of audio from those two cut up for you all so you can hear from them for yourself. Uh, so stay tuned for that. That's going to be up late Monday night, and then we'll be off and running on spring ball week or spring <laughs> spring game week. Um, I, I guess might as well start plugging these details. But the spring game is next Saturday at Folsom Field. It is open to everybody. Uh, they actually have a few things on the docket. So first of all, there's a garage sale that's at 11 a.m. You can go pick up all the different things that you want. Um, then after that. Uh, the, the actual showcase, the spring game starts at 1 p.m. That's going to go for a couple hours. And then at 3 o'clock, they have a field day. So at the field day, there's going to be different stations for different drills. Like if you want to know what your 40 time is, you can go out there, get your 40 time measured. Um, I'm not sure how exactly it's going to work or if there's a rotation or what exactly the drills are. Um, but it's open to all fans. Um, it's going to last for about an hour and there's yard games out there as well. So definitely plan for a big day in, in Boulder. I think the weather's supposed to be pretty nice too. So uh, I'll be out there, obviously, and I hope to see a bunch of you out there as well. Um, that's going to do it for today. We'll talk again on Monday. Go Nuggets.